Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of uh, Snap on Ego. My name is Brad. Otherwise, known as Brad Sever. This is Chris Boobin Boutte, but we have time for that. We do not have time for that because this is an emergency episode. We are talking about a brand new patch that's dropping right now, right today. We're recording this in advance because you already know the deal with that. And we're going to be able to talk about some cool different changes. And holy shit, Chris, they fucking nuked the game. I don't know yet. You said cool, different change. I'm like, I don't know how, how cool. There is one that I'm very excited about. But some of these, I was like looking at it. I'm like, Brad, we, we got we to gotta hop on. So, yeah, let's uh, let's dive right into it. So, the first one, the first one, this this bothers me. Okay. So, first one is Mobius and Mobius. This isn't an OTA. This We're talking about patching, changing cards, yeah. you know, functionality. So, he went from a 2-3. Your cost can't be reduced. Your opponent's cost can't be reduced. Or your your cost can't be increased. Your opponent's cost can't be reduced. They changed him. Same stats, 2-3, on reveal. So he went from an ongoing to an on reveal. And it says, until the end of the next turn, your costs can't be increased and your opponent's costs can't be reduced. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Um, do I like this change? I fucking don't. Should we read? Should we read um, their logic behind it? Yeah, I mean it's going to be up on the screen. So if anyone watched the previous episode, I'm going to do the exact same thing in post that I did before, and uh, you know, uh, okay. but yeah. So let me pull it up. But actually, you can do it because I mine just. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll read this one. All right. So Mobius and Mobius has been a ma has had a massive impact on the metagame, forcing a changing of the guard among top decks that saw perennial powerhouses like Zabu, Sarah, and Death fall from grace in favor of decks that could push power by just playing cards for their normal energy costs. Like by the way, by the way, this last week everybody's playing like uh, destroy decks. People don't give a fuck about Mobius. Well well, death does. Yeah, yeah, but people are still playing death. They're they're just like Mobius doesn't exist. But anyways, while we were eager to see the world Mobius could uh, would create, we expected to make uh, an adjustment down the road in order to welcome cost reduction strategies back into the sunlight. Jesus! So they had this plan, like when they dropped Mobius, was it basically just like for the Loki season? You know, like hey, Ravana's gonna come out. We're just gonna keep this in check for now. But um. Today is that day as we're shifting Mobius to provide a temporary counter that requires good timing to maximize the effect. This makes him trickier to set aside um, energy for, kind of like Shadow King, and also opens up counters like Magic for uh, decks that are hyper vulnerable to Mobius playing uh, played on turn five. We're also interested to hear your feedback on our approach here, using a new card as a tool to create a new play, envi play environment temporarily. No. People are fucking pissed. And here's why. Here's why. There are so many conspiracies, Brad, about, oh, release broken card, get everybody's money, and then, yep. <laughs> and then nerf it. I don't know whose idea this was, but this is going to look so bad. And this this wording is going to be so bad. I don't know. What do you think? So, look, I, at first, when I first read this... <clears throat> because we, ha we haven't gotten to the card yet, because Mobius is the first card listed on this patch notes. Uh, when I first read this, I was like, you know what? I'm not a fan of it. However, it's the same stats. It's still a 2-3. It's on reveal. So I guess you can still do the wave Mobius thing on 5, was my initial thoughts. And I'm like, I guess that's fine. You still have that you know bag of tricks uh, to kind of throw into a deck, and it's still going to be good enough. And, um, you know, I'm kind of cool with that. Hey, but hey, guess what? 
You're fucking not. You're not going to do that. Because I'm going to skip Ravona. Fuck Ravona. She's a 2 1 now, by the way. No one gives a shit. She got brought down to a 2 1. Shut the fuck up, Chris. You don't care about Ravona. You don't care about Ravona. I'm skipping her for now. Wave is a 3 5 on reveal. All cards cost a maximum of four. So, what this means is she got buffed in power. She's a 3 5. She no longer increases the cost of anything under four. So, Against Bounce, for example, Chris, your favorite deck to play, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry. Fear not. Your Kitty is going to stay one. Your Mysterio is still going to stay two. Your Hitmonkey is going to stay three. Wave doesn't do shit to that. All she is all she is now is a tool for ramp strategies such as Galactus um, or anything, any other like Galactus or uh, Electro Ramp or whatever. That's pretty much the only thing she is now. Because all she yeah. does is reduce six and five cost cards back down to four. And they go on to say that this is a change we've been sitting on for a while. But we didn't want to introduce such a shakeup to the metagame during a time when Wave was an important balance tool for managing specific matchups. However, the combination of Loki, Mobius, and Eliath have all led to Wave seeing play in more decks than just ones looking to slow the game down and play big cards. We're seeing a lot more decks get ahead than use Wave to slam the door. Since that is explicitly not what is meant or what we want for Wave. The timing seemed right for this adjustment. Wave will no longer increase cards at all, just reduce cards to cost five or more to a maximum of four. Because the effect is beneficial to both players, we're improving her from a 3-3 to a 3-5. This change is certainly a nerf to Wave in some strategies, and we'll look for her performance to evaluate future buffs. Uh, I, yeah, I fucking hate this. I tell, hate... tell them about the video, Brad. Tell them about the video because you might be a little <laughs> sensitive right now. I, I, I'm. I will admit, I'm biased at the moment because I'm a little faulty. <laughs> I I recorded a video this morning, my first like gameplay video in a while uh, for my YouTube <laughs> channel, and I was doing a, a deck that I have dubbed Analytics, which I'm basically just taking the top cards that are not synergistic with one another, so no destroy, no Loki, no Shuri kind of stuff, um, but outside of those archetypes the top cards that have the best win rate, cube uh, cube rate and stuff like that, all in the one deck. And that deck happened to include, of course, Mobius and Wave. And uh, I'm about halfway through editing it. I was going to be done with it today, most likely. And now I'm just a little little, uh, salty that this change uh, just kills that. So, like, it makes that video null and void. I'll still release it, I guess. But, look, I I get it. They're they're future-proofing everything. But I don't know... This is a weird one. Like, on one hand, I'm okay with it. On the other hand, I just do not like that in order to combat cards like Bounce, you have to play Sandman now. Like, I know it feels bad to have a card just slot into any deck like Wave that can counter a deck like Bounce or a deck like Sarah Control or whatever, um, or just a lot of, like, throw-up decks in general. But at the same, like, there, there has to be a middle ground, right? I shouldn't have to play Sandman in a random-ass deck. Yeah. No. Like, so, so here's the thing. So after, after thinking about it a little bit more, like, if you remember when we had Sino uh, uh, and Super Tech got on, I was just yeah. like, no, fuck Wave. Fuck that card, <laughs> right? Because my issue with Wave has always been, like, I don't mind that it's letting you do your thing, I've always hated that it prevents your opponent from doing a thing. 
Like right. I hate that. I, like, I that. I, that. If, like when Death Wave was running rampant, it's like cool. If you want to do your thing, if you want to play <clears> uh, <throat> She Hulk, Death, and Arrow all on turn six, fucking go for it. But it shouldn't stop me from doing what I want to do. Right? Like, that's where my frustration was. So with this change, I think this is the change that I originally always wanted. So I'm curious what's gonna happen because what this makes me think of, like with Mobius or like uh, with Wave as you were just talking about, like, do you think Marvel Snap is a better game when there are cards that don't fit into every deck, right? Like Mobius has been a card since release where it's like you can just put in whatever but that's kind of how nico is right now that's kind of how jeff has always been where it's like you're not really going to you know be at a disadvantage if you put certain cards in your decks and like mobius legit just he he stopped being that i can still as a bounce player though i can see mobius as being frustrating but i don't think people are going to play him as much like no. if you screw up my turn six right if i swoop up if you play Mobius on five and I swoop up all my cards, like I'm fucked. Like it's basically a wave. Well, are you though? Right? Because like all that's doing uh, is just making yeah. them, like, like if you beast your stuff. Never mind, I'm not fucked. No. Yeah, you're, you're mostly <laughs> fine. You just you just lost the cost reduction. Yeah, uh, I will say. Yeah. You just yeah, actually, never mind. Scratch that. Mobius hasn't done shit against me playing bounce because I'm like, oh no, my one cost or one cost now instead of zero, like. Yeah, especially because you don't really play Hit Monkey in Bounce anymore because they upped his cost. Like, yeah. So yeah, I don't the, know. The big thing is Wave just not being there anymore. Wave's not a viable option. So like, really, like this is my question now because I think we're about to enter a meta again. Now, Eliath will be able to nice, provide a nice pressure point on this type of deck, like Bounce. But I think we're about to <laughs> enter a meta yet again where the best thing to do is just throw up your hand like on the last turn because now that counter is completely gone it is flat out gone the only instances in which i could see mobius making a dent in anything is like if surfer goes back to playing sarah which it probably will right um zab will come back to the, the forefront like playing mobius on five to stop big turn six is because of sarah at least at least neuter them a little bit can absolutely see see play and have a place, and I think that's fine. But the biggest issue is that you don't have the one-two punch of combining it with the card like Wave to just really say, uh-uh, you are not doing that shit. Um, like, they can still fight through it enough. And, like, at that point, what, what have you done on the early game to really make a difference? Um, I just, I, I'm not a fan of it in the long run. Uh, if we get an, a card that's, like, a middle ground between, like, a Wave and a... And a uh, uh, a Sandman, um, which by the way they buffed Sandman to a five four because of this. Look at you! Um, you're you're so salty. Thing. You're just jumping all over the place. <laughs> I mean, so we can go back to Ravona if we want to talk a positive thing. This is cool. She's a three. Uh, she went from a three three to a two one. Effect stays the same. Um, this is something they talked about before, and now you can play her in like a, a you know obviously negative. She's way better now because actually negative is just way better in general now because Mobius is out of the picture. Now, yeah. Mobius played on five against a negative deck when they play Jane is lights out. That's very good. But here's yeah. the problem: you're not probably going to be playing Mobius after this. 
Oh yeah, no, people are gonna say, like people, I, I see people looking at Mobius as like the spider ham treatment. But here's the thing, so a couple things that I've just been thinking of. First off, I'm blown away that more people haven't been playing Mobius. I just made a video on like the, the best deck per the metrics, mm -hmm. which is Stature Darkhawk. And that Stature Darkhawk build that's number one, it's running spider ham over Korg, which blows my mind because I've been winning nonstop with it. I don't know how like maximum you're getting your Darkhawk to like eight power or something. Right. But sometimes, but it does run Shadow King. So the spider hand makes a little bit of sense. But anyways, I still think Korg might be better in slot. But um, but yeah, I'm surprised more people have been uh, playing Mobius because uh, Zabu and Darkhawk are just, they're back, you know? Um, but yeah, with, with Ravona, I'm very, 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 very excited. Uh, I thought they were gonna take her down to a two, three. So it's interesting that they, like nerf the hell out of her power too and made her a two one um i get it but yeah I, it's crazy because literally today literally today i i was making room in my deck editor by the way uh give us more deck slots but i deleted my ravona list that i love playing the loosey goosey one it uses goose and then you have low cost cards and shit like that to play um and i just deleted it so i hope i have it saved somewhere i think i made a video on it but yeah, I've wanted Ravona to be good. And I think this might get her in a better place, especially with the other nerfs that we've seen. Yeah, if you go back, by the way, um, you can um, you can go to your untapped uh, account and you can go to your decks. You can see- Yeah, well, the, the issue there. is that sometimes like I'll just experiment with a deck on my phone so it never logs it. Yeah, but if you made a video on this one, then it's probably it's yeah. Sure I, think I, there, I right? think I made a video. I think I made a video on it. So, so yeah, I'm gonna if I find, it, I'm definitely gonna be trying Question, that out. Question, real quick. I, I was I'm curious. Um, does this wave change? Uh, does this bring back death wave? Does it work now? Maximum cost of four. So if you kill so like, like cards, does like does does death get? Because I, 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 they, they have like, like death and She-Hulk. Yeah, do they, do they rework work with Wave again? Because, like, I mean, to be fair, I think if you're gonna do this change to Wave where it doesn't have the negative to your opponent, I am kind of okay with Death Wave coming back. Then. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like I said, my biggest gripe was stopping me from doing what I was gonna do. Yeah, so that's Death Wave came so back. Good. And like this is basically just like Death Wave, but you know, Shield and stuff like that. I'm I'm kinda curious. Yeah, it's just the math on that, though the whole uh mechanics of how that worked always confused me. And I haven't had to think about it in so long because I finally got it to make sense once they nerfed it. You know? Cause if you reduce your death, right, then it's going based on because it drops it, it's going to drop it down to four. So then death only needs to be reduced by four. So you only had to destroy four cards for it to be zero, right? How did that work? Yeah, um, I'm asking right now. Yeah. Huh. I'm trying to think. Because why did She Hulk get such a reduction on that? Oh, oh, because you only played three energy on turn five. That's what it was, right? Yeah, so you so on five you play wave, wave triggers makes everything four, and then She Hulk sees you floated two, goes down to two. 
because she's at four. Yeah. And then and then your six cost would be four cost because she's at two. And then you can we did it. Oh my god, I feel like it was a high school like algebra lesson. All right. So yeah, I don't see why that wouldn't work. Well, it's it's if they keep that. So the the issue with the when they updated Wave, the reason it doesn't work anymore or didn't work anymore is because it fixed the costs at four. So basically like even though like it, it was the thing that trumped everything else. So the death reduction or like uh, reduce or the, uh, the whole, the shield one as well, doesn't stack on top of the wave reduction. The wave reduction overwrites it and makes it four yeah. again. So I'm it's, it's, so I imagine it stays the same. I imagine for the most part, I don't think the so the way they, way they change this, but it says I'm maximum four. So like, I don't know. I mean, it. I asked. I, I added Glenn. I asked. So if yeah. we find an answer, before yeah, you we could do. They're like, yeah, because if this works, you could do death. You could do wave into death, uh, Doctor Doom and She Hulk. But I will if say this: back, it, I don't. I don't know. It, like, I'm, I'm mixed feelings on that being back. If it is, yeah, it is kind of nice. I don't know, but if it does come back, Mobius would stop that, right? You you wave on five. I Mobius on five, and we're good. Correct. Yeah. But yeah. Again you got to play Mobius now. Yeah. Which is like the you same thing as like, you know, playing Spider-Ham and, and all that shit. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. And if they get back to you by the end of the episode, we'll, we'll cover it. Um, but yeah, so they did, uh, they did buff Sandman. They took him from a five, three to a five, five, uh, with wave no longer functioning as a cost restriction and Mobius getting weaker. We like to give Sandman a buff in order to ensure he remains a relevant tool for countering decks that play a ton of cards on the final turn of the game. We'll keep an eye on his performance going forward because while we don't want a world where Sandman is as common as Wave was, we don't want him to have a meaning, uh, meaningful presence. Like Ravona and Mobius, this is the type of change we'd usually make in an OTA, but prefer it to accompany Wave's change. And uh, five yeah, five they, or five four by the way, not five five. Oh yeah, five four. He used to be a five five, and yeah. then they took him down to five to a three. Cost, God damn it. Yeah, so we'll see. I'll say this: I've ranted about this on Twitter, but like. And I get it. Everybody has different styles of play, but I just, I just cannot. I want to. I want to like playing ramp and Sandman decks so bad, but playing one card per turn is just the most mind-numbingly boring shit for me. And I, I wish I could be like you people who love. I Sandman would love decks. to be able to play Sandman again because you know I, you know what deck I love playing with him when he was what? a four cost with Ronin. Either oh. make him in a four cost or make Ronan a four cost. Let me play them in the same deck. It was so good, so good. Yeah, that see that I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing like just just so Ronan gets a little love. But yeah, we'll see because yeah, if Sandman spikes up again, they're gonna nerf his ass again. You know what I mean? But I, but, but here's yeah. the thing: you may you, they they dig their uh, their grave themselves <laughs> in this this point. Like genuinely, let me ask. Is there a single counter in the game besides Sandman that stops the throw up your hand? And I don't, and let's not count Professor X locking down a lane and limiting where they can play your junk. That, that, that doesn't fucking count because that, those are typically archetypes, right? Um, in which they're going into. I actually think you should be playing Professor X in most decks, personally, because um, I love that card. Uh, sorry, Jeff. He should not be fucking changed. I'm going to say that <laughs> right now. But seriously, is there a deck or a card, specifically a single card, 
that genuinely stops throw up your hand on turn six. Beside, I guess you can say a life. I guess you can say a life, but like truly, I don't even wave count a life. Like, dude, if I'm playing bounce, a life isn't doing shit. I have enough stuff spread across the board. If you mm-hmm. nuke one of my lanes, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I fine. guess if you, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like it's yeah, only it's, I, I think, think that's bad. Might, might be the only counter now. Because here's the thing. If Sandman was a card, or there's a card like Sandman, um, people would probably... Or let me back up. If there's a card like Sandman that could be played in other decks besides Ramp, I think people might be a bit more open to it. Because I think a big thing that people don't liking not liking Ramp is the, the style of deck itself. Like... Yeah, uh, a lot so, of people don't like going up against it. I just want to double check too. Um, so the new cards, yeah. So the new cards we have coming are Gladiator, Annihilist, and Martyr. Martyr's down to a one four, but like Martyr, I think Martyr's going to see play in like bounce and these like turn six dump your hand kind of stuff because her text is at the end of the game move to a location that loses you the game if possible i don't know like one four stats isn't that amazing for that kind of downside because wasn't she originally like a one five or one six yeah something in, no she was like a so wasn't she like a two seven or something like that something crazy yeah but she she, she, she might be good with Elsa. or like maybe she was like a three seven i don't remember um but yeah i do remember her being a lot bigger uh i don't know looking forward what are we so like we're getting that we're getting a nihilist we're getting uh yeah gladiator you know i was just thinking with gladiator too if the other person fills their lane does he just not do his own reveal correct and you just have a three seven gladiator's gonna be a gangster card um but anyways i was just looking forward because i'm like you know, will we need stuff to kind of prevent? Like, is there anything making these dump style decks a little bit stronger and or coming down the pipeline? It's like, eh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. I, I do think we're going to see Sandman play rate jump up, which I, I just absolutely hate. I hate it so much. So, I mean, again, but like by not having another tool available for players to stop certain types of decks, if it's necessary, then it just fucking sucks like you've you've done that to yourself that's why we need a middle ground like what if there was like a mini sandman that's like uh i don't know like or like how would you make a card like wave that disrupts like decks like that without feeling super bad yeah you have to make a card that was like on reveal next turn can play maximum x amount of cards or something like that yeah but like if it's like two cards that can still be enough for a lot of decks. Like, look at Deadpool, for example, or, like, Shuriti going, like, yeah. that into Taskmaster, right? Or Shuri itself <laughs> plays Taskmaster on six and then, like, maybe, like, a a zero yeah. to kind of... But what, what decks add. are you worried about being too good? Because, like, like I said, I haven't seen Mobius that much lately. He dropped to, like, a 23% play rate last time I saw. But are there decks you're concerned about getting too strong? Because I, I still think Bounce has like a, a ceiling that isn't too high still it's getting some wins like i made a bounce video the other day but like i'm I not worried about see... turn decks being too good i'm worried about uh the meta devolving into a bunch of those style decks um not necessarily them all being too good but it's 
Mobius was Mobius and Wave was that kind of like that little button of like that warning in the back of people's minds of like I should I'm gonna play this deck, but then they're like, well, I don't really want to lose strictly to those two cards, so let's try to maybe change the deck up a little bit or whatever. Without those, I feel like you just kind of what's stopping you? Yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah. The only thing I can think of is just people who hate playing against those decks like they're just going to be playing an insane amount of Sandman ramp again and like that just that just irritates the hell out of me that's just somebody that's somebody who likes to play more than one card like <laughs> per turn that's gonna drive me nuts but um yeah we'll we'll definitely we'll we'll see um this next one is awesome very excited about and by the way i call this shit what yeah i call this shit change. i call this shit forever i said you know what negasonic teenage warhead is coming up in a spotlight cash no way they're not giving it the snow guard treatment where they're reworking this card and boom god i'm a fucking psychic brad so she was a three five after any card is played here destroy this card and that card i think one or both of us might have even called this exact change um three so now she's a three two after an enemy card is played here, destroy it once per game. So Negasonic uh, has languished for a while now. We've seen glimmers of experimentation every now and then, but ultimately Negasonic uh, has just not cut it in competitive decks. More concerning, she's also turned out to be a bit more complicated, even for more casual play, requiring a fair amount of insight into matchups and priority to manage effectively. The biggest hurdles, uh, there are that the card both restricts your own play and blows herself up. Uh, so now it doesn't do either of those things. To compensate for those newfound that uh, for this newfound strength, when it comes to fighting over cramped locations on turn six, we reduce her power a fair bit. So yeah, like I was like, yeah, you know what? Reduce her power, have her blow up the other person, but not you. Like that's where it gets a little tricky. The thing that sucks is I do have this destroy deck that I like going back to where you're just blowing shit up in order to have a big null and big death on the, and a death on the final turn. And one of them is like Negasonic. You just put it down. And if you ate Negasonic with Venom, he doesn't blow up. So I kind of enjoyed that. So, um, but I do think this makes her much more useful, much more useful because beforehand, people could easily just sacrifice a crap card and then you're just, you don't have anything. At least now I have a couple, a, a little bit of power. If you want to waste a card, I still have a little bit of power over there. So I'm pretty happy about it. I don't know how much play she'll see, but I do think people will actually experiment with her a little bit more. I think she could see a lot. Uh, Cause like now I think any deck that wants to play a Lyoth, now kind of wants to play her because if you have priority going into turn six and you want to call your shot on your opponent, because oftentimes turn six can still be a single card being played, right? Mm -hmm. So she'll be able to snipe those. That's awesome. That's like your mini Eliath and gives you the flexibility to play a second card uh, alongside her to kind of get some extra power. Yeah. I'm also thinking too, like she could be decent with Forge or Elsa as well. You know, buff her up, make her a yeah. little bit more powerful too. So that also might be surfer, decent. Turn six, throw up your hand, surfer, you know, kill an opponent's card that's impactful, buff up the rest of your board, including her. Um, 
I think she definitely has a place to be played. I, I think this is way too too powerful of an effect, which we've seen in Eliath, Um, that's just scaled down a teeny bit in comparison, that there's no shot she doesn't land somewhere. Yeah, especially with Shuri being popular again. If you can manage priority well enough, too, when they Shuri a lane, like you just drop Negasonic down and just blow Which their shit up. Which is fairly easy against Shuri because they usually kind of like armor and like, you know, they'll Sauron probably somewhere else than Shuri behind the armor. And usually because Sauron, especially going down to a 3-2 now, you can gain priority in that lane. And then when another lane they haven't played into it all yet, while they're trying to set up their big, you know, Taskmaster, like, play at the end with, like, Red Skull and stuff. So getting yeah. priority is fairly easy. The only downside about Shuri, which, you know, it's uh, it's a shame that Shuri players were able to uh, put all their collective three uh, brain cells together to figure out this play. <laughs> Uh, was to uh, put Vision in their deck. Uh, yeah, to dodge Vision's like a this. motherfucker. But hey, so if I, you're I, a Fury I, player, I'm not. Uh, I'm joking. Obviously, I like the deck too. Get over <laughs> yourself. I don't. It's another one of those very linear, boring decks for eh, me. I, I, I get it. I, I get people fine. have their own style. Just not for me. Not for me. But um, yeah, these next two are just kind of meh. Uh, Ant-Man is just nothing. They just changed it for consistency. He does the exact same thing, but they made him more like uh, they wanted to Mojo. differentiate him from Mojo and Dazzler. Yeah. So uh, he says, if your side of this location is full, plus three power. Okay, whatever. Now, this thing with Eliath, I don't know how often people were running into it, but Eliath is still the same. But his um, his change is just, it's not even like text change, it's just mechanics. It says, now only destroys enemy cards that are still on the opponent's side. So basically what would happen was if somebody hobgoblined you and you Eliathed, it blew up the hobgoblin. Right. And yeah, so now if you get hobgoblin, he only blows it up, like he won't blow it up basically see i they, they go on to say in the developer note that this is a functional adjustment uh says uh before if the opponent revealed hobgoblin before your life i would destroy the hobgoblin uh but Elias text suggests he would only destroy enemy cards and in this above scenario hobgoblin has become a friendly so i actually completely disagree with that sentiment it makes sense in my mind i goblins are never friendly cards they are enemy cards <laughs> that come to your side and fuck you up they are literally villains um, and they do their job perfectly in that sense. So in my mind, they are still owned by the opponent. Like magic has a difference between owned cards and controlled cards. If I control a card, it means it's on my side of the board. But that doesn't mean I own it. And there are cards that differentiate between the two. And they'll say destroy all, um, you know, or like there'll be cards that say like uh, return all owned cards to your side of the battlefield. Right. Like that's like those are those are cool cards. Like sometimes like your opponent steals stuff or whatever, and you're like, I'll take that back because I still own it. It's still my card. It was generated by me. Uh, yeah. So in my mind, this worked perfectly fine as before. But from a balancing standpoint, I will admit I like this change because at least it gives a little bit of a another option to fight Eliath. Um, now, if they have priority, which Eliath players want. It doesn't matter. You don't. Yeah, they don't it's just gonna blow it up anyways. But if you have priority, then it can kind of be like, well, you know, because the, there there are plenty of situations where I'm looking at like my opponents playing, and I'm like, well, if they Elias, uh, I lose, but only by one point, right? But now if I send a goblin their way, I'm like, well, I win. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's a very niche change, but one that I think is fine. So. 
Yeah. Real quick, because, yeah, we managed to do great on time. Real quick, are you getting Werewolf by Night? Duh. Yeah, but you're like, you're, you're a completionist. Do you think he's going to be good? Do you like him? Yeah, I think he, um, I think he uh, was giving, it was between Nico and him, in my opinion, is the best cards this month. We're not counting Elsa. Talking about release cards, not season pass cards. Elsa, th- even with the nerf, I think is the best card this month. Um, Do you think he's going to be better than Nico? I think by a hair. I think yeah. just barely. The reason is um, because there's like 80% of the game is on reveals. Something like that, right? Yeah. Might be a bit lower now because we've had a few that aren't. But still, it's like 70 plus percent. It's a huge amount of the cards in the game. And yeah. he's going to be great in any deck that just happens to run on reveals. Now, of course, you can synergize with him and do things like, um, like I'm interested in like a Silky Smooth deck that kind of leans a little bit more into some other on reveals. Maybe it runs Nico themselves. Um, already, and then you might run like Polaris and Spidey and like you bring back Miles again just to get on reveal hits on like your stuff and like less, uh, you still run Jeff and everything, but like just to get a bit more consistency on that. Of course, Surfer he's going to be good in um, because he's a three drop. And even just playing Surfer and having him bounce over and then get another buff on average just with that one play, he's a three seven now. That's a good stat line for Surfer decks. Um, And that's off like literally one on reveal being Surfer. Um, I, yeah, but he doesn't have to go in those kind of decks, is what I'm saying. Like you could just be like, well, I needed a three cost and there's a lot of on reveals in my deck. So I'm going to go ahead and just slot him in. And I think he can be powerful enough there. I did see, just to uh, steal your thunder a little bit, I did see you tweet something mm-hmm. saying uh, about the poll or whatever, about people getting it. And then you like quote tweeted saying, well, I'm bringing Shadow King to fuck up your day or whatever. And I sit there and say, the fuck you're not. You're going to try and guess your shot with Shadow King, and that bitch is going to be gone. He's going to be in a different <laughs> lane. And I'm going to laugh and say, get fucked, Chris. Now, so here's the thing. I plan, I fully plan on playing Werewolf by Night. But also, also, I've been this has been sitting in the back of my head for like weeks now, and I finally had an excuse to do it. Um, what's what's their name? Their, their Twitter name is like VTuber equinox and they just posted a list of it's like a patriot style list but it has a lot of tech cards Mm -hmm. uh they're calling it like patriot tech or a tech combo deck but anyways the idea that i've had sitting back here for weeks and i've been playing around with it by using their deck turn six shadow king and absorbing man you got a two and you got a four boom i'll find your fucking werewolf I will find that bitch. <laughs> you got a, there's a two I or mean, three. You got, you got a 66% chance of hitting him. I guess. At that point, yeah. So. You know? So, uh, cause yeah, this deck right here runs shadow King, Shang-Chi and absorbing man. It also has enchantress. It's not running. Zabu, though. This man, <laughs> like this guy was like going against decks. He's like, I'm fucking sick of this. Yeah, no, I'm this is the kind of deck. Every single counter card in yeah. this goddamn deck. Go that, you know, that's my deck. type of deck. I, I've been loving it. I've been loving it ever since the Loki, the Loki nerf, and things are coming back. I've just been running so many counter cards. I fucking love it. It, it reminds me of the Majantris days, just when like people didn't realize that tech cards even existed. And I'm just they're like they would just snap me like, oh, what is this guy gonna do, right? And I'm just like. I'm taking down destroy decks. I'm taking down dark hawk decks. I'm taking down all sorts of shit. I love it so much. Real quick, so, uh, you mentioned Loki. Let's talk about Loki real quick. Uh, isn't oh, Loki yeah. the biggest winner of this entire patch? Yeah, 
Yeah, it what the not even uh, close. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I wish we were a fly on the wall in the room when they talked about these and like I don't know, man. Like I Glenn, God bless Glenn. That man is gonna have a rough fucking day. A rough day. <laughs> I don't think he's phased by any of this shit. I think I think he just does not care. I think he's you, like the way that he's like slap backs or whatever with the fucking reply yeah. to some of these questions and like the bluntness of what he says. Um, I think he's a wonderful person. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I think he true like I'm sure he cares a little bit. Right? Like he cares about people playing the game. He cares about people enjoying the game. He wants feedback. But like, yeah. I don't think I think his he has thick enough skin to where he's going to be fine. Here's the, here's the other thing too. Like I've just been I've been on the team of just like, hey, calm down about Loki. I don't think he's too strong or whatever. And like, I don't know. Just now with the lack of like stuff to keep it in check, you know what I mean? It, it's just a little bit worrisome, especially because they like it feels almost like a side grade with the. Uh, with the collector buff, right? You gave collector well, two not, power. Not even just that. I, you got to think about the big picture. Quinjet hmm. just comes right back into Loki decks again. The reason oh, Quinjet yeah. even cut was because Mobius. That, yeah. Like, then it's a super dead card on one. And like, you're like, well, you know, even because typically like if you cut, cut Quinjet and you're like, well, even if they have Mobius, I still get their cards. I still get the buff my collector, whatever. Now you can go t- like turbo Loki again. Albeit he is a four or five now, but still turn one Quinjet, turn two collector, turn three Cosmo to protect the collector, turn four Loki and just have fun. Like that's going to be an insane line, which isn't yeah. too hard to hit. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping people don't just, do what they always do and just toss Mobius into a dumpster. I do. I, I really think that there is a place for him in this game, um, especially because people aren't going to think anybody's playing him. But just like when someone disrupts your turn, just I, like we were talking about with Sandman and how much I hate Sandman and Wave, like Mobius is still going to be able to do that, you know? So I hope people experiment with him and just like fuck some people's turns up, right? Because just I want like i want everybody to sit back and just think about think about how many times you've just mapped out your turn and then somebody does something that fucks the whole thing up like the additional cognitive load to just rethink everything like that's major right like just somebody doing a um a silver samurai on you and it taking the the card that you were about to play right hitting your iron man on turn five and you're like oh there goes everything i was gonna do you know what i mean so I think I think there's still a place for him somewhere. It's just I wish you know I think I wish they would have made him like a two four, maybe. Just make it feel a little less bad about the nerf. Who? Oh, Mobius. Mobius. Give him a little I, power. I would have rather seen him probably keep his ongoing, but go to a four cost. Like if they, I mean, I guess you can still use Zabu or whatever, but maybe a five cost, but then five costs, like he has to come down, like he's coming down with the likes of Sarah and stuff like that. So I guess that kind of still fits the mold of what you want him to do. And this is a better of like a better option, I guess is the tech card, like kind of like a shadow King thing. So yeah, five is too much. Four is works with Zabu. I don't know, man. It's, it's just like, it's a weird, weird thing. Like, look, I said it before. They have a get out of jail free card. All their cards just slap on. I can't have its power or cost reduced at all. Like on the on, like, could you imagine Sandman being a four again, but can't have it reduced, so you can't cheat it in with uh, 
with Zabu. Now you could, yeah. with, you still can with like Psylocke and uh, and like Time Stone, right? Yeah, but you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We're 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 gonna we're gonna see. Um, yeah, it's very very weird. But I don't know. Some of these are just very cool. Like, but the thing is, like, we had such a big OTA. I've been having fun just because the meta was shifted so much. Right like now, we're getting this other one. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, this this game has the most uh, the most changes of any CCG I've ever played. Uh, on a week to week basis, things change, and they can change drastically. We had a pretty drastic OTA last week, and a pretty yeah. drastic patch this week. That meta is like a, a barely a week old, and now it's it's shifting all over again. And that's why I, I can't take anyone seriously when they complain about like, oh, this meta is garbage. I'm like, just give it a fucking week and it'll change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I said this like a week ago. I was like, that's what I love about this game. Like, even if I'm just extremely bored with the game for like a week, like I was when Spider-Man 2 dropped. So it was great timing. I was super bored with the game. Then they did this OTA. I beat Spider-Man 2. So I'm back. Um, by the way, did they answer you about the Death Wave thing yet? Uh, nope, Glenn doesn't seem available. There's a, other conversations going. Um, yeah, Glenn's away at the moment. Uh, uh, yeah, so I had nothing. There's a whole discussion about feels bad with cards and shit, but that's about it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm trying to... Uh, hold on, let me see. Let me see if I saw my, my deck. Oh fuck! Did I not save that deck? There must, uh, but I I must have made a video on it. I must have made a video on it. I just searched all my decks where I've used Goose, and I'm not seeing the one with Ravona. But anyways, it had Goose, it had Ravona, and it had like uh, Mystique, and I think both Goblins too. And you could just do some shit. You could do some shit. So yeah, do you you have Ravona right? Are you gonna play her? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I I don't know where you play her. Besides, like, you play her in, like, negative. You can do, like, you can play her in Shuri if you really wanted to, to get, like, a turn three Shuri, but then what's the turn four play? Like, you know, Typhoid Mary? But then now you're not playing Siron, so that doesn't really make much sense to me. I don't know. Um, f- you, know per- you know what's funny, though? You know what's cool to look back on? Huh. Every single September car has been changed. Every single one. Loki? Yeah. Ravona? Eliath? Jeez. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Kind of nuts. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, again, like we were kind of talking about, like, I don't know if it's going to be good. Like, <laughs> they're going to be like, hey, we released this card, planning to change it in the future. Hope y'all like. Boom. Found the deck. Found the I deck. I, I, mean, well, I agree that people are going to perceive it in a <laughs> bad way. Um, but I don't think that's their intent and what they're saying. I think they're saying that like we're bringing out a card that we think is going to be very impactful, but we're also willing to accept that potentially in the future it could be too impactful and we need to kind of like make an adjustment. We already have those adjustments in mind of what they can be, but we want to give this a test drive first. And unfortunately, that came to light faster than we anticipated is how I perceive that statement. Um but I, I absolutely agree that, you know, the tinfoil hat conspirators are going to come out and be like, well, clearly you wanted my tokens and you got my tokens. Yeah. Now you took the card away from me, just like Spider-Ham. 
threw in the fucking garbage. I'm never playing this game again. Really? Yeah, I think, I think really, people really need to exp- any card you're planning on investing in, like, just think it's going to change. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you're going with that expectation, you know, you'll never be disappointed. I, I do also think that the to touch on the fact that all four cards in September were changed, albeit one of them was a buff, but three nerfs being Eliath, um, Elsa, or no, Elsa's the season pass, uh, fucking uh, Loki and um, Mobius. So three nerfs to cards that were in spotlight caches. And then you buff Ravona. How many people are going to sit there and go like, well, of course I bought the ones that were broken of that month, but I didn't get Ravona because she looked bad. So you made the three that I got bad and yeah. then you made the Ravona good. And now they're not coming back in spotlights for months and I can't get the card now because tokens, which is a genuine concern that people will present. And they're going to present it in a way that's stupid and I disagree with. However, the sentiment, <laughs> the sentiment overall is is something to consider. And I do think that there's something to be said about because of the way it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. Like you can't for balance sake, you absolutely should be willing to do things like this whenever you feel is necessary as a balance team. Right. But it doesn't make the card acquisition issue feel any better. It makes it feel worse on the contrary. Right. So I feel like this goes back yet again. They need a better way of acquiring. Spotlights overall have made things better, I think. But they've also made the feels bad feel worse than the previous system. Like how yeah. do you see that they only open one or two because they're trying to high roll a card and they get upset? And yes, I know you can just be like, well, why didn't you save four? Why didn't you do this? But like, a lot of these players just don't care about that. And they just want to like, it's the, it's the gambler's uh, fallacy, right? Of like, just like, I just want more and I'll go. Yeah. Get it. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm owed one this time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh like, man. The, the math is in their favor. Technically, if you, if every single spotlight, you only open a single spotlight for each, each week, right? Eventually the math will swing back in your favor and you will get that car that you want but people run on really cold streaks and then they'll feel really bad. And it's just, it just makes me sad. I don't know. (laughs) I I just, can we just give tokens some love again, please? Well, something that you'll agree with our, our buddy Jeff on is like, he's running a campaign where we need some fucking series downgrades too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with Jeff on that. Um, I just don't agree with the Professor X rework thing. I think that's silly. I think that's actually probably the silliest thing I've ever heard him say. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let everybody let us know in the comments. Do you think Professor X needs a rework? Like, I hate losing to him, but like, it feels good when uh, when you beat him. You know, uh, the issue I think Jeff's issue is when people can ramp him out. You know, have a pretty okay. high power lane. But Jeff. Like, Jeff, buddy, you're the math guy. You have two fucking degrees in mathematics, all right? So you should know, of all people, that any given turn, 
turns one through three, the time in which you want to play to ramp out your cards, you have a 23.52% chance. No, I'm sorry, a 22.22% chance, a 27.78% uh, chance, and a 33.33 repeating chance for turns one, two, and three, respectfully, to get any possible card in a Thanos deck. So you have incredibly low odds of getting Psylocke or uh, whatever uh, in your opening hand or opening three turns, right? Pretty low. Like 33 is your cap for those cards. But then you also need Professor X. The math is not in favor of changing Professor X for that. That's insane. Because now what are we talking about? Are we going to be talking about uh, just like, well, now you can just play Psylocke in a regular deck and ignore Thanos. Okay, well, now you're you you neglecting the fact that stones help you draw cards. So? So doesn't that change the odds a little bit? I mean, it does, but you need <laughs> it, but not by a lot. Because like a Mind Stone on its own, that's going to change the probability because if you didn't draw your Time Stone initially that's going to increase the chances yeah, so you, dramatically. You still have a 33% chance by turn three, which is lower on turns one and two, by the way, 22 and 27%, to get your Mind Stone in those first hands. And also, you can't get Mind Stone on three. You have to get Mind Stone on one or two. So now you're looking at 27% as your cap on two. I don't know nearly one. enough math to like fully debate it. I'm just devil's advocate over here. Since I, I wrote since an entire article on this. <laughs> Oh, when did I, you? Oh. Yeah, when I, my my uh, my America Chavez article has all the Chavez math. Oh, and I also oh, did Chavez in Thanos deck math, which is why I know these fucking numbers offhand because I had to do all this shit. And well, guess uh, what? I consulted with Jeff himself on the math to make sure <laughs> it was correct. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And with Professor X, like, because Jeff does exist. Jeff the card, not Jeff the human. Jeff the card exists. Spectrum now, too, helps you get a little extra power into those lanes. Yeah, I, I just, um, I feel like after the Spider-Man nerf, I'm not as concerned about about him, you know? I'm always like, eh, I might be able to get a little extra power in there if I feel like it. But anywho, anywho, let's, let's yeah, let's wrap this thing up. We got almost to the hour. I'm looking forward to playing my Lucy Goosey deck. Found the list. I shared it with you. I shared it with you, but I'm going to swap out Iceman for Nico and see how that goes. Okay. All right. That, actually, that's another thing. Iceman. Stock just went up. Mobius out. Iceman back. Oh, right. yeah. Right? So, yeah, simple I don't remember that. why not enough people have been playing Iceman. It's because Mobius. Because I'm always trying to think. And, like, I, I ask people questions sometimes and just because I'm like, what what changed? Well, let me ask you this before we wrap up. Why do you why do you think Darkhawk was gone for so long? Um, because people had an over-reliance on Darkhawk shells with Zabu. And I think because they're like, well, Zabu got hit so I because of Mobius, so I can't really do anything with Darkhawk. I think people just didn't understand the value of Darkhawk on four. Um, and you don't need to do like the turn six double thing. That's great. Of course, the ceiling of Darkhawk decks with Zabu is fantastic. But people are too... Uh, how do I put this in a nice way? Uh, stupid about uh, their decks when it comes to like... They're, they're too, they're too samey. They're too caught up in their feelings of like... It's like, okay... As, whether or not you agree with him as a person or as an awful person, um, whatever, that's fine. I can agree with you on a lot of that stuff. Louis C.K., the comedian, had a bit where he's talking about like going into traffic or whatever, and he's like, 
there's always that person that they want their life to be the same. Like the, like people will like, you see that car that veers off four lanes across traffic and they're going like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? They're like, well, I'm sorry. This is where I usually turn. This is my turn spot. This is where I go home. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and they're like, I could go a mile up the road and the time it takes to get home is about the same, but I need to go this way. Cause that's, that's, that's where I usually, that's, that's how I do it. That's my, that's my turn. And that's the same thing with like decks and shit like that. Like they play with Zabu. It's like Zabu's my card. I don't want to not play Zabu. I'll just not play the deck entirely. Uh, they don't no. want to change the deck. So I think long-winded, that's that's the way, or that's the reason uh, Mobius had an effect. Yeah, and I, I will say, I think that's that's why there's so many psychological nerfs. It's like people always want their decks to do the most busted things, right? Like, right. it's okay for decks to be mid. It's okay for decks to have good matchups, bad matchups. It's okay for them to, you know, just have good draws and bad draws. Like, it's all right. You know what I mean? Like, that's where the strategy of the game comes in you know and that's why i you know um people are haters against the galactus well the galactus one's a little bit more a little bit different but like the shuri decks they're just going in this linear kind of way right they don't require too much thought process when you see a lot of the most popular decks it's because they're so easy to pilot you know what i mean right and i, I guess i get it because you want to be able to play marvel snap half the time i play marvel snap i'm watching tv with my girlfriend you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> so like, I'll be like, yeah, I'll just bust out like a real simple to navigate type deck, you know? Um, for sure. He's great for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So but even that, I'll just make me fucking bored, but yeah, it's okay for decks to just be kind of like, eh, you know, and it, right. it, it involves a little bit more experimentation. Um, but yeah, anyways, fun episode. Let's wrap this thing up. Are you still posting that video? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have another podcast. What do we have to do tonight for Can't Stop Snapping? We have a special guest on their podcast. Uh, can you guess who our special guest is, uh, Mr. Mr. Chris? Who's our special guest on Can't Stop Snapping? Glenn Jones. No, it's not Glenn. I can't fucking message him. <laughs> yeah, he, you have to be a friend with him on Discord first, and his DMs are close on Twitter. It's not like I'm like I I sent him a friend request. He won't he won't answer me. I can't fucking message him. So no, not Glenn. But it is a big streamer. The can best. No, it's Binks. Oh, Binks? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so we got Binks on. He was on the first ever episode of Can't Stop Snapping back when Michael did the show. Uh, yeah. So we got him back on. I got got to link up with him at uh, uh, SnapCon. SnapCon. A couple months ago. And so nice. he'll be on, and we'll, we'll have a good time. That's in, like, you know, a couple hours. And yeah. uh, I don't know if I can finish editing that video by then. <laughs> and if it makes, if it makes anybody fine. like Brad feel better, uh, we're, we're, we're probably going to get Glenn Jones onto this podcast at some point. All right. He's just a busy guy. But some of us, some of us on this podcast do got connections because they have amazing personalities. Like All you right. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you shit, Brad. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, All right. Thank you so much, everybody. We love you. We appreciate you. We hope you enjoyed this wonderful, amazing emergency episode of Snap on Ego. Again, my name is Brad. Otherwise, I'm just Brad. This is Chris Boo and Butte. As my pastors always say, we love you. Uh, may our faces shine on you and be gracious to you. May we look on you in favor and give you our peace while you give us your thanks. Amen. I always get that backwards in some I, way. Or I can't other. wait for the day where you screw up our podcast name. You're gonna be like, Oh, this is the new Lorcana podcast. Oh shit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I am professional enough where I won't mess up the name. But <laughs>
you know, if I do, you can yell at me then. But we will see you guys in the next couple weeks when there's another nerf to your favorite card. Bye-bye. Peace.